Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing a simple yet highly effective four-step pathway to an amicable divorce. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to Anne-Marie Cade from Divorce Right. Anne-Marie, who is also known as the Peaceful Divorce Lawyer, is a single mum to three and and award-winning lawyer, family dispute resolution practitioner, nationally accredited mediator and the founder of Divorce Right. She is passionate about family and relationships and she works with couples to empower them to reach a peaceful, amicable separation and to stay out of the family court, as she believes that this approach will ensure a positive outcome for the family. Now, many of my listeners will already know Anne-Marie as she is our chosen family law advisor on all the Beanstalk platforms. And this means that she's 110% recommended by me and is always available to advise single mums with their family law issues. So welcome for the first time to the Beanstalk podcast, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Lucy. It's a pleasure. It's lovely to have you on the first of many, I'm sure. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Before we head into the questions that I've got for you about your four-step separation strategy... Mm-hmm. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your business, Divorce Right? Because you offer a huge range of services um, and some super cool packages, which um, range from really quite basic DIY packages up to the full works. Um, so to, really, they'll suit anyone who's going through a separation. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? Um, now, Divorce Right actually offers a fresh perspective on the divorce process, and it was uh, born out of a desire to make uh, the divorce process less complicated. Um, it's not just a document preparation service, but rather uh, it's um, a service where um, I work with couples to empower them to reach a peaceful, amicable separation because uh, it is my belief that uh, if this ad- approach is adopted, uh, it will uh, have a positive income uh, outcome on the family moving forward. And I think that is really important. Um, I don't think divorce is an event. Rather, it is a journey and it takes time. And it's really important that you do it in a very mindful way and strategically handle it. And if you uh, follow that uh, procedure, you'll be healthier and happier uh, after the experience. Mm, That's so, so very true. And I agree um, so much with what you're doing there. Um, So look, a lot of people would say that the words amicable and divorce don't um, sit easily in the same sentence. But um, reasonably peaceful divorces can happen um, and they have huge benefits for the couple and the family um, at the time of the divorce procedure and well into the future. So can you just tell us a bit about what you feel these benefits are? Um, I think the most important benefit uh, would be where kids are concerned because it is... um, Uh, research shows that it is the conflict in a divorce that affects the children 
and it is so important to shield children from this conflict. So if uh, the two parties are able to um, establish ground rules at the beginning uh, and make a conscious decision that uh, they are going to do their very best to ensure that the kids uh, are not affected by this uh, process, uh, that's going to be hugely beneficial for the family. Um, now, the reason behind my thinking behind this is that uh, the court system, in my opinion, has failed families. And as um, the reason being, it pits one person against another to determine a winner and a loser. And uh, in a family situation, there's no winner and loser. We've got to um, work towards reframing the family so that they're going to be able to transition from uh, the situation they're currently in and be able to work uh, successfully moving forward and parent their kids because they're going to have to deal with each other um, for the rest of their lives. Um, when you have children, you can't just have a divorce and forget your spouse forever. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, you um, have to work with uh, the other party. And when you resort to the adversarial process um, and start off writing letters to the other side and threatening legal action and, you know, all these things, it really doesn't help the family. Uh, you can't... Uh, what happens is actually pushes people further apart and it's very hard to bring them back together to work together in the future. So um, that is my thinking behind uh, the reason for an amicable divorce. And it also saves you unnecessary stress, anxiety, worry, and uh, more than anything else, it saves you money. Uh, what I say is, I mean, if you've got the money, it's better spent on therapy and counseling to help you get over uh, the your marriage emotionally rather than spending it on the lawyers. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's interesting as well because the way you say it's about reframing the family because, yeah, you can't just say, okay, I'm divorced, moving on now. Well, we do move on, but we are still a family, um, just a different kind of family. And I think that that's right. as divorced parents, we then have this opportunity to role model to our children how, you know, things don't always go to plan, but that's okay, we're going to adapt and we're going to change and this is going to be okay. But in order to do that successfully and to show your children that it is possible, you do have to be communicating and getting on for that. You have to be amicable, don't you? That's the point. And you've got to work on the communication. I think that's the most important uh, part of it. And that's the reason that you've got to take it really slow. Uh, because, of course, uh, when you are faced with a situation like this, um, you're going to act irrationally. It's, it's only normal. Uh, we go into fight-flight mode as human beings when we're fearful. Um, and what, ends up, what happens is when you lawyer up, the other party goes on the defensive and may not be willing to negotiate with you. And this can drive conflict. Um, mm. What should really be happening is um, you should get the correct coaching and the correct counseling at the beginning um, so that you're able to handle your emotions better and not let your emotions drive your decisions. I think that is what where 
it is really important that you get the help for that. Yeah, the right kind of help, not necessarily lawyer help. (laughs) Not necessarily lawyer help. And I think uh, you need to get help from psychologists, uh, get help for your kids from counsellors, and just get help for yourself. Self-care is so important. Self-care, self-love, and that is something I really stress and uh, that's where I work with couples and uh, provide them with legal information, not just legal advice and uh, set them off on the path of uh, trying to resolve their uh, matter amicably, but it's all got to do with the preparation. Of course, yes. And so that leads me perfectly on to my next question because um, through your business, Divorce Right, you have a brilliant four-step program to help people to reach amicable divorce divorces. Um, can you just tell us a bit about what these four steps are and briefly what they involve? Um, now, uh, I call it the four-step pathway to an amicable divorce. And uh, the first step in that uh, four-step pathway is where you connect with uh, divorce professionals. So um, you can, if, if you come to Divorce Right, you would have a 15-minute clarity call with me initially, and you could tell me a little bit about your situation. And then I suggest a strategy session because at that strategy session, you're able to um, establish um, the ground rules for your divorce. You're able to get an understanding of what the whole process involves, what it's going to cost you, how long it's going to take. And you get a lot of information regarding all of uh, all of that at the initial meeting. So that initial meeting may take you uh, maybe one hour, maybe 90 minutes. You may even need more than one initial meeting. But that meeting will really set you on the right foot because you will have all the information you need to make a decision as to uh, what sort of resolution pathway you're going to go down. So uh, I feel that that is really uh, valuable and a lot of people um, go into divorce not knowing what the procedure is and what, what it involves. Um, so that that is my first um, recommendation. And then if they are having issues communicating, uh, I recommend mediation uh, to even sort matters out regarding um, just dealing with how you're going to deal with the kids right at the beginning. Uh, there are situations where parties are not communicating and this can be uh, so harmful to the children. So... Um, you don't have to worry about property matters right away. At least start uh, the conversation and go to mediation and have those issues addressed. So um, that's my second uh, step. Um, You can then see a lawyer and get advice on what your legal rights are and how you should be approaching this. And um, maybe you may need two mediations. You may need the mediation to sort out the parenting issues and then do another mediation to sort out the property issues. Uh, It's quite overwhelming, the whole process. So you you need to really take it slow and do what is important uh, for you and act slowly. The other thing is, I think a lot of mediations fail because there isn't sufficient preparation 
uh, I think the pre-prep to mediation is very, very important. And you really got to work with uh, the parties and make them understand what the process is all about and how it works and work on communication. Um, and when you do that, the parties are in a better frame of mind when they do show up to the mediation. And then the fourth step is once an agreement has been reached at mediation, you uh, see the lawyers and you get a document drafted and filed in court. So that's very briefly my four-step pathway. I like the idea of having a four-step pathway as well because (laughs) you can feel like, look, okay, we're on step number two now. We're moving along this. This is how far through we are. And then you know you're on step three and you just feel that there's some progress happening. Um, You kind of have a plan, don't you? And I think having what you say at the beginning about having that initial chat with you and explaining to people the different options. And I think that's important. So many people don't realise that there are a number of, pathways as you call them that people can take for this process there's not just one and um, it's important to have know what they they are so you can make the right choice for your own personal situation because we're all so different that's right and uh, you know you can decide that you can you know if you get uh, the communication issues sorted out at the beginning and then um, you might be able to uh, come to a Uh, decision with your partner as to how you're going to do this but if you're having issues then you know you can resort to mediation uh, or you can adopt the collaborative approach Um, so it is there are so many options but you've just got to have the discussion and I think uh, you need to be in control of uh, your own divorce and that is my approach to empower couples to make their own decision they need to be in the driving seat and not leave all the negotiations to lawyers because a lot gets lo- uh, lost in translation, as I call it. You know, it's always better that you have the conversation rather than asking someone else or a, a lawyer or a third party to tell your uh, yeah. spouse uh, what, what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we're the ones who know the answers, really. Sometimes you just have to dig a little bit deeper to find out what they are or communicate with one another. So that's right. (laughs) You talk about mediation. Um, How important do you think it is to bring a mediator into this process? Um, And what can a couple expect to gain if they work with one successfully? See, with the mediation, like I said previously, I think it's really important. There's a lot of preparation goes into the mediation so the mediator should meet with each individual and um, assess uh, what the situation is ascertain where they're coming from uh, you know understand their goals and values and needs and explain to them what exactly uh, a negotiation is and what is it what it what is involved so if a mediator is able to understand where that person is coming from at the beginning. Um, it, you know, the it's it's a it's sort of a counselling uh, session as well, where you are really understanding where your client is coming from. Um, you can't expect two people who haven't really had uh, much communication uh, over a long period of time to. Uh, have a basic intake session with the mediator 
and then show up at the mediation and expect that mediation to be successful. There's so much preparation that goes into that intake session. And I think that is uh, really important. And that is what would make or break a mediation. Mm. And I think also with couples going through separation, they don't really know all the issues that they need to discuss because you don't, most people haven't been through it before. They haven't no manual for it or anything like that so the mediator can encourage conversations around things that the couple would perhaps not even think to discuss maybe things like you know, have you worked out what you can do with the kids at christmas or on their birthdays or it, people just don't think about things like that they don't think that far forward when they're dealing with the stresses of uh, the crisis period of the breakup so the mediator right. can actually open up some conversations that would otherwise just not be talked about at that time. And it's so important that they are because, you know, you don't want to have to bring them up further down the line when you think you've got everything sorted and, you're, you know, everything needs to be sorted out at the beginning, you know, documented, a line drawn under it so that you can then move on with your own lives and you can co-parent successfully. You don't want issues to keep coming up in the future. So a mediator can bring those issues up, put them on the table and help to find a solution straight away, whereas they probably would have had no idea about these things that they had to talk about. That's right, because what happens is uh, uh, at the intake session, once you have spoken to the client, um, the um, client will go away from that intake session with a lot of points to think about and what exactly they want to discuss. So when they uh, attend the mediation, what a mediator does is facilitate the conversation between the parties. They don't offer any legal advice. Um, They allow the parties to have the conversation but keep them on track and what happens is we set out an agenda and each item is discussed Um, and it can take a long time because you may hit a lot lot of roadblocks but you can take breaks you can take your time you can have private sessions um, and it's just a process that you've got to work through but so much less uh, stressful than going to court Uh, Because, you know, you are in control of what is happening and you steer the process and you decide how long it's going to take you uh, so that, you know, you will work out a resolution that works out for your family. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a good idea to to go to mediation, even if you perhaps feel that you don't need it. It's worth having a session just to make sure everything's covered and that you're on the right foot going forward. It is really important. Mm. And like I said, again, and I continue to stress that it's really important that, you know, the preparation prior to mediation, Mm. I think, is vital. Yeah, otherwise you could just waste your time and money in there, couldn't you, if it's not... Yeah, you've got to go into mediation with the right mindset. Mm. Yes. And be resolution focused, yes. Yeah, and there's all different types of mediation, isn't there? I mean, you can go in together, you can go in separately. Yes, now uh, what, what you could do is you can have a mediation in the same room where both parties show up. You can have a shuttle mediation where each party, yeah, uh, they're in separate rooms because sometimes uh, they don't want to be in the same room. You can even do a mediation online where maybe one of the parties is interstate or uh, 
you know, out in the country. So there are various options. So it just depends on what works for you. Yeah. And that's good to know because I think for some people it's just daunting being in the same room, isn't it, as their eggs, depending on what issues can be. It can be. And the shuttle uh, method is quite helpful in uh, that sort of situation. Yeah. Um, Look, we've already touched on this, but I'm going to um, go back to it a little bit because I know that you're absolutely passionate, um, as am I, about helping people with a peaceful resolution. And this does mean not going to court. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, we have spoken about it a little bit, but why do you feel court is not the right option to resolve and settle a separation? Um, Like I said previously, um, the court system or the adversarial process, uh, it pits one person against another to determine a winner and a loser. And um, the way lawyers are trained, we are trained to act uh, for our clients and get the best outcome for our clients. So we go, as lawyers, we go into lawyer mode and feel that we have to protect our client and uh, do whatever is necessary. Uh, and that's, that's all to do with our training. Uh, But the thing is, like I said uh, previously, when you lawyer up uh, and that lawyer is acting in the best interest of their clients, but when you send that letter off uh, to the, uh, you know, to the spouse, the spouse is not going to react very well to that letter. So I always insist or I stress that it's so important that, um, a mediator facilitates that conversation, at least get the parties talking or, um, you know, have some other form of communication. I don't advocate writing letters. I am not in Mm. favor of that uh, because I find that, unfortunately, a lot of lawyers might say they are settlement focused, but uh, some of the letters I get from lawyers who even say they're settlement focused, it's, um, it's, quite awful and it puts people on the defensive so uh, that may not have been the intention to begin with but it's just human nature for us to kind of clamp up when you are put in a corner and you are faced with that situation so you feel that you've got to lawyer up as well and you know fight the other person and then what's happening is you're uh, steering those parties away from each other not bringing them together so uh, the court system would work would should be resorted in the case of, you know, if you have violence and abuse. And there are some instances where uh, you just have to go to court. But most times people have just fallen out of love. They don't want to live together anymore. And, you know, they want to get on with their lives. And um, using the court process for situations like that is uh, not uh, very useful. Mm. I mean, I, I seem to remember chatting once a while ago I think to some lawyers and they were saying that some family law court situations that the law the um that you know the everyone is so bored in the courtroom because it's like as if to say (laughs) why the hell has this come to court this shouldn't even be here um it's just a waste of everybody's money that things are coming through the courts they you I think that some separating couples feel that that is the process and it the first there's that saying isn't there see you in court that's right <laughs> and people are just not aware that there are alternatives 
Uh, And then there are other resolution pathways. And some of them just look at mediation as, you know, just having to tick that box so that then we can go to court and resolve our matter. Um, So it's, I come back again to the point that it's all about, you know, getting the correct information get the correct information, you really need to educate yourself on the process, on the options available to you. And um, when, you think, when you're thinking of separation and divorce, a, a lawyer does not have to be the first person you see. No, exactly. See, other, almost the last person that you see really in the process and only if you really need to. Um, That's right. And uh, once you've got all your information and you are empowered... Uh, then you are in a better position to even uh, talk to the lawyer and let the lawyer know exactly what it is that you need. And there may be a situation where you can do a lot of the work yourself and probably just get uh, legal advice. It's called unbundled legal services where you just get advice on specific issues mm. and maybe even draft your own documents, which which can be very helpful. You're, you know, the, everything's available online now and uh, a lot of the instructions are online as well. So just get the advice as and when you need it. Um, and you really need to sort it out between yourselves you'll be much happier for it and you save the money like I said the money is better spent on your family and yourselves rather than paying it in legal fees Mm, of course it is and I think just knowing that you've that it's ended up in court is always going to be a blip on your future relationship with one another um that's right it's just like oh it got that bad that we actually ended up in court how do you come back from that and have a successful relationship where you can communicate and co-parent well well it's very hard to come back from having been in court going up against one another isn't it so that's right and it's not just even you know your your case may not even end up at trial but uh, the very fact that you've gone through the adversarial process of sending these letters back and forth mm. and they can be very nasty and, you know, acrimonious situation. Uh, and it just gets worse with every letter. It would do, yeah, uh, I can imagine. That, you know, and then it's so hard to bring people back, you know, talk about co-parenting once you've been down that path it, it just does not make sense yeah so and and then turning it around the other way if you do manage to work it out together in an amicable peaceful way without going to court then there's a great sense of achievement and this feeling that you know okay okay the marriage didn't work we've accepted that but look what we've done we've managed to get through this difficult time and we've come out the other end um, that's right and we're okay this is going to be okay we can move forward so yes there's so many reasons why we should um, avoid um, going to court um so look I'd like to leave, well, I always do with my podcasts. I leave my listeners with something valuable to take away. Um, And you've given us a heap of useful information. So for the overwhelmed single mum listening um, who doesn't know where to start with her separation, what advice or guidance do you have for her right now to get the process started? Uh, What I say to all my clients initially is take it slow. 
just take it slow uh, and take your time to think about what has happened unless you're in a situation where there's, like I said, violence or abuse and it's really important that you address that issue straight away. But otherwise, take it slow, look after yourself, think about what it is you're doing, uh, give yourself time and make sure you get as much information as possible on your options and resolution pathways that are available to you. Um, and then you'll be in a better position to make a decision that will work well for your family. Okay. And I think when we talk about getting a really good support system um, around you at this time, um, and that does mean family and, and friends and the people who are going to say the right things. Um, some people are so um, defensive and they just love us so much that they get very angry, don't they? Um, and in their level of support for us, they get very angry about the other partner, but that doesn't necessarily help. So choose the right people and the right type of support. That's right. <laughs> yes, because you must, what you must do is build yourself a community of people who support you, but you don't need people around who are going to uh, be negative and, you know, continue to bash your partner uh, or, you know, when you, when, or when you want to criticize your partner, uh, you know, agree with that. You don't, you need someone who is objective. You need mm -hmm. people who are objective uh, and who are going to um, support you in whatever it is that you're going to do it to enable you to make uh, good decisions moving forward. Mm. And that's where if um, anyone, and I expect most of listeners are already on the Single Mum Vine Facebook group, but if any of you aren't, um, if you come onto that group, we're all very positive um, on there. And, and that's important. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I know. That is so important. It and is. Supportive. And so, yes, yeah, supportive and um, positive. And um, uh, lots of mums on the group who have been there and done it come out the other side. So there's proof there that this is possible and you will come out and you will continue and you will live your best life. Um, but So we've got all these single mums, over 11,000 of them on the single mum vine and heaps of resources such as this podcast and lots of blogs um, on the Beanstalk um, website. Um, Anne-Marie also does strategy sessions which um, get promoted across all of the Beanstalk platforms. So look out for those because um, uh, you, can, you can listen to her webinar information sessions, um, book in and ask questions. Um, but just keep an eye out because Anne-Marie's always bringing stuff out to help um, ladies going through separations and those are all on her website but also um, always across the Beanstalk and the Single Mum um, websites um, as well. Um, look but in terms of questions that's all we've got time for and you're Thanks, always <laughs> you're so so generous to us single mums um, on Beanstalk and on the Vine um, but you've got a special for our listeners today as well so can you just quickly tell us what that is and also let the listeners know where they can go to find you if they would like to get some more information or have a chat with you. Um, now, I am uh, on divorceright.com.au, so you can get on the site and I'm offering three free half-hour strategy sessions to the first three callers uh, or listeners of this podcast. And uh, uh, I hope... Uh, you log on and uh, book that straight in. 
Yeah, definitely. And also, um, so you can go to the Divorce uh, Right website, which will there'll be a link to on this podcast on the Beanstalk website. Um, but also, if you do want to have a chat with him, Anne-Marie, she's always um, around on the single mum vine, chatting and helping out um, the mums on there. So that's another place where you can always find her. Um, now, Anne-Marie, can I just quickly say how happy I am that we found each other (laughs) (laughs) me too it's been amazing so far and you do amazing work so I'm so glad we're working together oh yeah me too me too I've been looking for a a long time um, to find the perfect advisor for my beloved beanstalk and I know that I wouldn't let just anyone in and really I think within our first conversation we knew that we were perfectly aligned in terms of our values and and our beliefs. That's and right. The, the support <laughs> that you offer to people and the way you do it comes from a place of such kindness and understanding as well. And I really believe that's what the ladies that su- go through such a difficult time need. So the way that you're able to help these women um, is just incredible. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being part of my team of advisors. Um, and thank you for sharing your professional and your brilliantly sound advice um, with us on this podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You're always welcome. And there will be many more, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And to all the single mums listening, if you've not embarked on the practicalities of your breakup, uh, now could be the perfect time to do it. Um, just remember that it's natural to feel daunted or confused by the process. Um, we were all there once. Um, but if you can find the right support, you will be fine. So reach out, take it slow, and remember that you're not alone. So until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>